She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. everybody angela bowen here the host of she's a small wonder a small wonder podcast how's everyone doing today we're almost to the end of the week which is a good thing hopefully everyone's got some awesome plans this weekend i'm gonna go see downton abbey on saturday i'm so excited i've been waiting for this for so long Well, today I am discussing Season 1, Episode 11, entitled Child Genius, which aired on November 16th, 1985. Miss Fernwald, remember her from the last episode? Yeah. Of Child Services forces the Lawsons to hire a tutor for Vicky, but when the tutor gets too excited about Vicky's super memory... Ted gets worried and comes up with an idea for a replacement teacher. Let me guess. It's Joan, right? This episode's got... Wow! This episode's got an 8.1 out of 10 based on 21 ratings. It was directed by Peter Baldwin, writers John Boney, B-O-N-I, and creator Howard Leeds. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, it does have a Facebook page at She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder Podcast. And on Instagram, if you follow along with the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast Instagram page, you can also find information on She's a Small Wonder, Mr. Belvedere, and also the new upcoming podcast of 2020, I Left My Heart in Everwood, an Everwood podcast coming in January. So yes, a lot of exciting things. I'm pretty much going to... Keep continuing doing the once a month podcast for Small Wonder. If things change down the road in 2020, maybe it'll be twice a month. We'll see. So, all right. Let's waste no time getting into this episode. So we open up the episode in Jamie's room. Jamie is wearing a yellow tank top and he's going to attempt to lift a very heavy barbell like oh my goodness he's got a bunch of other weights too I'm like you are not lifting that anywhere and those things got to weigh a total of like 50 plus pounds I bet because he's got a large one and then a couple like smallerish weights on it yes he tries and fails to lift the big one he's like you know what I'm just gonna take these small hand weights and lift these up and down so last time we saw that he was on the football team so he's probably trying to bulk up for that maybe he was told by his coach or the teammates like hey you're too thin you're too scrawny you need to beef up a little bit vicky comes up the stairs and says your father wants you as uh jamie's going one two and then when vicky says your father wants you he's like nine ten And she says, you skipped numbers three through eight. And he's like, mind your business there, Vicky. She comes back with, learn how to count when he says, mind your own business. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to backtalk a robot and expect her not to 
come back with something even wittier. Uh, wittier. One, two, your father wants <clears throat> nine, ten. <laughs> you skip numbers three, two, eight. Hey, mind your own business. Learn how to count. <laughs> Don't get bossy. Just because you're my sister now doesn't change our master-slave relationship. Okay, I don't like that at all. That'll do it. Look at that. Frightening, isn't it? <laughs> now the other one. Eat your heart out, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you wish. Boy, lifting these weights makes you strong. Makes you strong. Yeah, look at Vicky go. Woo, look at her. She's a robot. Wow, that's what I call pumping iron. <laughs> oh my, okay, now she's just showing off. <laughs> okay, it seems like whenever we go to Jamie's room, he's got this little mini chalkboard on his wall, and it always has a saying. I always like to get the saying, and it says, exercise every day. So, Jamie's like, oh, well, I better put on the sweater over my tank top because I'm going downstairs. Because, well, he's done working out. He was showing Vicky his muscles. Like, feel that, Vicky? Ugh! Check out these guns! <laughs> he even says, Arnold Schwarzenegger, eat your heart out. Like, uh, yeah, you wish, little guy. You wish. Of course, Vicky picks up this big barbell with no issues whatsoever. Like, of course not. She's a robot. Of course, she starts showing off by twirling it like it's a baton. Like, oh my goodness. So downstairs, Ted is trying to fix the TV. Granted, it's still like 1985, so we don't have flat screens yet. They're the ones that have the big, giant butt on the back of it, if you want to refer to the back of it. 80s television is a butt that's your prerogative. I only say that because I heard it on another podcast said by somebody. So he's asking Joan, like, hey, is the picture any clearer? And Joan's like, yeah, it's much clearer. Only now it's only two inches high. So Ted, like, comes away from the back of t the TV and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yep, that's true. There's a ring at the doorbell. Who's at the door? Better not be Harriet or Mrs. Brindle. But those are my top two guesses. It's Mrs. Fernwald, I think. Fernwald, right? See, I couldn't get her name right the last time either. But it's like, you're already paying a visit. You were here like a week ago. Seriously? You're back again? <sighs> and she's like, hello, Mrs. Lawson. Remember me? I'm like, how could we forget we just saw you a week ago? It didn't give us time to forget about you. Hello, Mrs. Lawson. Remember me? Oh, Olivia Fernwald. Of course, as a nice social worker that helped us with Vicky's adoption. <laughs> yes, Pumpkin? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I I'm here as part of the usual follow-up on adopted children. You are here a Make sure that they're happy in their new homes. Well, Vicky's having the time of her life. Oh, she just loves it here. Good. I'd like to talk to her, if I may. Of course. Our pleasure. <laughs> Can I do it inside the house? Oh, 
of course. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Come on. Thank you. Tell me, uh, how is Vicky doing in school? School? Uh, well, uh, she hasn't been to school yet. No, may I ask why not? Chicken Measles. <laughs> I beg your pardon. The chicken pie. The poor kid, if it's not one thing, it's another. You know? Yes, she's very frail. Mom, Dad, watch. You got to see this. No, 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 no. Did you say she was frail? Yeah, that's not frail. Those are fake weights, you know, styrofoam. Here, I'll take that with you. <laughs> oh, Ted, you comedian. He's just the life of the party. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Fermo, you remember our son? Hi. Hello, Jamie. Oh, Vicki. Oh, I hear you've been ill. How do you feel, dear? I feel like this. <laughs> She's another comedian. Oh, like father, like daughter. Okay. Jamie, take Vicky to her room so she can lie down and rest. <laughs> right. Come on, Vicky. I do not lie down and rest. I stand up in my cabinet Stop! all night with my eyes open. I can't want this cabinet. She a funny kid or what, huh? <laughs> Sleeps with a Joan Rivers doll. <laughs> Can we talk, you know? <laughs> you know? So this Fernwald lady's been gone like a week and she's back because she wants to see how the child's adjusting after a week to make sure she's settling in and that she's okay. Oh my goodness gracious, this lady. I mean, she's not br like Bonnie Brendel level of annoying, but she's just like, ugh. Very intrusive. But then again, she works for the government, you know, Child Protective Service, you know, all that jazz. So she wants to make sure Vicky's fine. And she asks about, you know, Vicky being in school. Ten Joan, like, oh, well, she's not in school yet. And, of course, Mrs. Fernwell wants to know, well, why is she not in school? And both Joan and Ted are like, measles. I mean, chicken pox. I mean, chicken pox. I mean, measles. I was like, guys, get your... Granted, this was a surprise visit. This is an unannounced, unplanned visit. So they're kind of working off the cuff here. And she wants to, you know, talk to Vicky. So they have, oh, Jamie comes out and says, Mom, Dad, watch this. I mean, no, 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 no. Because she's carrying that giant dumbbell. And like pumping, boom, boom, up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's just like, because they, they said that she was, like, frail and just sick. And it's like, if it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah, she doesn't look sick, like, at all. Ted, of course, tries to pass it off. Like, oh, these are fake dumbbells. Like, don't worry about it. Granted, he takes it from Vicky and boom, that the dumbbells go right to the floor. And Ted sinks right to the floor. Why is Joan, like, lightly tapping Ted's ass? I... Like, like, oh dear. Oh, that's right. That's your ass, not your head. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then slaps him on the back, on the lower back lately. And he's still hanging on to those dumbbells. Like, dude, just let go. Because she smacks him, like, lightly on the lower back. And he's like, oh, please, honey, stop. So Mrs. Firmwell asks, like, Vicky, oh, I heard you were, like, sick or something. And she's like, oh, no, no. And then... 
Vicky like grabs the lady's nose. I'm like, is she like like yanking on her nose, picking at her nose, that woman's nose? Like, it's, no, it's the honking thing that you grab someone's nose and honk or like I got your nose, got your nose, you know, with the thumb between the fingers type of dealy. Um, <laughs> Ted's like, look, uh, Jamie, take Vicky back to her room so she can lie down and rest. Of course, Vicky adds, I don't lie down and rest. I stand up all night in my cabinet with my eyes open. And, of course, Mrs. Firmwald is looking at Ten Joan like, okay, like, okay, we get the cabinet thing from why I remember the cabinet. And Ted's like, oh, no, she sleeps with a Joan Rivers doll that stands up all night. And it's like, uh, just get, get Vicky out of here, please. So this Firmwald, she's like, look. Vicky's got to go to school. This is very important. It, like, basically, yeah, it's the law. She's got to go. Well, she even says, you know, you can even have a tutor at home. And Ted's like, well, what are our other options? And Miss Fernwald is pretty... This woman don't fuck around. She's like, well, uh, you can have Vicky taken from you or you could go to jail. Those are basically your other only two choices. Like, this lady don't play around. Like, she works for the government, man. She will take your ass down and take that robot child away from you. Seems to be feeling a little better. Well, I'm quite concerned about her schooling. Now, she has to go as soon as possible or else have a tutor at home. Don't we have any other choices, Mrs. Fernwald? Yes. We can take Vicky away or you can go to jail. We'll get the tutor. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And I may have just the man for you, Donald Corbett. I'll call him and see if he can pop by tomorrow, if that's all right with you. Oh, the sooner the better. And thanks for taking such an interest in Vicky. It's all part of my job. Ow. Oh, yeah, he oh this is great. First we have to adopt a robot, now we have to educate it. What next? Oh. Well, let's just hope she doesn't meet another robot and want to get married. Oh. <laughs> So, Miss Firmwell says, hey, look, I know a guy who's a tutor. He's great. I will have him stop by tomorrow. Okay, bye. And Ted's like, great. First, we got to adopt a robot. Now we have to educate one. I'm like, damn it, Bonnie Brendel, you bitch. This is all your fault. <laughs> that would have been fine if no one would have known about her. But then again, how much fun are you going to have if part of the world doesn't know about Vicky the robot? The fun of it is having her interact with people outside of the house so they can see how quirky and odd she is, right? Right, yes. Did you see a chiropractor or something for his back? Because, I mean, that how many, how much weight do you think was on those barbells? I'd say at least 50 plus pounds. And if you're taking that and then it, like, pulls you straight down because of gravity, you're going to fuck up your back. And that is not a good thing. Especially if this guy's like, well, he's probably, what, my age? Probably 36, 37? Yeah, you can't be fucking up your back like that at that age. Get him a heating pad, get him to a chiropractor, and have them help. Because that is not a good thing. He probably pulled a muscle in his fucking back or some shit. So Ted comes out of, um... The hallway with Vicky right behind him. He's like, Joan, Joni! And of course, Vicky's repeating, Joni! Like, and Joan comes into the living room and says, Yes, honey, what is it? 
And he's like, look, one of us has to be with Vicky and the tutor at all times. Do you understand? And she's like, yes, yes, I get it. Okay. There's a knock on the door or ring, ring in the doorbell. So it's going to be the tutor. Wonderful. Yes, you might want, I mean, this is a, a man with a child. I, um, I think it's best that you have somebody there regardless. We all remember that inappropriate is hell doctor from the last episode where he was kissing Jamie's cheek. When Jamie was dressed as Vicky. Very inappropriate. That man, I would break his fucking legs. He would not be leaving that house in one piece if he did that to my kid. Yeah, I... Oh. Honey, remember, one of us has to be with the tutor and Vicky at all times. Okay. I'll remember, honey. <laughs> not you. This, honey. That's probably him. Mrs. Lawson? Uh, that's right. Mr. Corbett? Correct. Now that the niceties are over, shall we get down to business? Sure. I take it you are Mr. Lawson? That's right. You can take it that I am Vicky. <laughs> I figured that out already. Your size gives you away. I'm programmed to be an average 10-year-old child. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, boy, are they into computer talk these days. <laughs> Uh, would you like something, Mr. Corbett? Uh, coffee? Tea? Uh, no, thank you. Caffeine keeps me awake. And if you have a dull child, I can uh, catch a few winks. <laughs> Shall we begin? Uh, I would like to uh, establish the level of Vicky's intelligence, uh, or lack of it. Oh, uh, Vicky's pretty smart. I'll be the judge of that. He'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we shall start out on the right foot. Start out on the right foot. She's a bit of a comedian sometimes. <laughs> I am not amused. <clears throat> Sit, Vicky. He's not a dog, now, asshole. Vicky, I want you to read the first chapter of this textbook while I discuss the terms of my possible employment with your fortunate parents. So this guy is such a stuffed shirt. It ain't even funny. This guy... Oh, <laughs> He's like Eliza Jane from Walnut Grove, only as a, in a, a, a man version of that, basically. <laughs> so the guy comes in, he's like, I take it you are the Lawson, Mr. Lawson, Mrs. Lawson. And Vicky's like, you can take it that I am Vicky? And he's like, yes, I assume so, based on your size. And she says, I was programmed to be an average 10-year-old child. And he looks... At Ted and Joan, like, uh, excuse me? What is this? And, of course, Ted just plays out, like, oh, you know, kids and computers. I mean, yeah. So Joan, ever the hostess, offers, you know, tea or coffee or whatever. And the guy's like, no, caffeine keeps me awake. However, if you have a dull child, I may be able to catch a few winks. And Ted's like, oh, well, no, Vicky's very smart for her age. So he's like, well, I'll be the judge of that. Here, Vicky, sit. And I'm like, she's not a dog. But anyway, he hands her a quote-unquote textbook. It looks like an employee handbook. What is, it's, like, humongous. He has her read the first chapter, and she's like, you know, remember in the movie Twins? When, um, Julius, who's played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, is like, like flipping really fast through the driver's manual owner's manual 
and learning how to drive through that. Yeah, it's like that. Like speed reading. This guy is such a dick. Like, well, I'll be the one to see if your child is intelligent or if she's an idiot. So this guy's gonna discuss the terms of employment with the parents. My guess is this guy charges a shit ton of money. Good thing you work with computers, Ted. Because I'm sure this guy is expensive as hell. <laughs> now, <clears throat> my uh, working habits are... <laughs> what is the child doing? Uh, she just loves to count pages. <laughs> You're right, Vicky? No, I read the first chapter. What? I forgot to slow down her scanner. What was that? He said you have a very nice manner. Oh, yes, I have. So, <clears throat> you read the entire chapter, you say? Yes, I say. <laughs> well, then, you can undoubtedly tell me what you read. I can undoubtedly tell you what I read. American History, 5th grade by James Plummer, copyright 1983, Library of Congress, catalog, publications, data, PS, 345 That's enough! <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. Just a lucky guess. <laughs> lucky guess? She's memorized it word for word. Vicki, read chapter two. Read chapter two. <laughs> Chapter two. Incredible. Vicki, when did Columbus sail to America? Under the patronage of Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand of Spain, Christopher Columbus set sail for the East Indies in 1492, despite prevailing superstition that the earth was flat. That's enough. <laughs> word for word again. That proves it beyond any doubt. Mr. and Mrs. Lawson, this is not a normal child. Um, uh, what do you mean, not normal? She's a prodigy, yeah, a child genius. Oh, no, 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 you're giving her too much credit. She's just an average, fairly dumb kid with fast eyes. <laughs> Mr. Lawson, you don't realize what we have here. I shall begin tutoring her tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow? Isn't that kind of sudden? We mustn't waste time. She's a flower waiting to bloom, and I shall be her gardener. <laughs> this guy, you need to get Until tomorrow, Vicky. Until tomorrow. No! <laughs> Good heavens, you're strong. Eat your heart out, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> this, is, this is simply amazing. Mr. Corbett, no, 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 I cannot wait to tell the scientific and academic community about her. No, Mr. Corbett. no, no. no. Goodbye, you adorable little brain you. <laughs> so this guy is clearly off the wall, like, she's a prodigy! Oh my gosh, I found the next child prodigy. I'm going to mold her and she's gonna, she's my greatest discovery. It's just like, He's like, I don't think you know what you have here, Lawson. She's a prodigy. And and no, they're trying to play it off like, well, no, she's just a dumb kid who reads fast or, or has fast eyes or something. It's like, oh my goodness. And this guy's like, I can't wait to tell my colleagues about her. And he calls her a brain. 
And he goes to shake her hand to say goodbye. And she, of course, like, practically breaks his hand. And she's like, oh my my god, you're strong. And she's like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, eat your heart out. You knew that was going to come back eventually. But, and he's like, I'm going to start tutoring her tomorrow. It's like, uh, isn't that kind of sudden? And they haven't okayed that. I'm like, there's another man you need to keep away from Vicky. Just the fact that he's going to go tell his other colleagues and scientists about her is like, well, this isn't good. This stuffed shirt guy was just looking for the next child prodigy that he can, like, mold and bend and get a Pulitzer or, or, or a, um, uh, whatever those big fancy schmancy like, I made a great discovery, this child here! <laughs> or something to that effect, I don't know. In other words, this guy's just a pompous ass. So, after the guy leaves, Ted's like, honey, we cannot let this man back in the house. Sooner or later, he's going to realize that Vicky is a robot. Of course, Vicky's like, I am a child genius. You don't know what we have here. And Vicky starts walking, you know, to Jamie's room. And he, Ted calls after her, like, Vicky. And she's like, she puts her hand up like, au revoir. No, no, no. And Ted turns to Joan like, no, no, no. Seriously? She just backtalked me. So now we see Ted making some adjustments so maybe he's either trying to slow her down or dumb her down or something so that way she won't sound as smart as she was to kind of you know throw the guy off like oh maybe I made a mistake with you or something like that. Hopefully the guy will think well I made a mistake you're clearly not a child genius and then just hopefully be off on his way. One more adjustment and the new Vicky will be ready for a tutor Mr. Corbett. Ted, I hope this works. It has to. The last thing this family needs is a child genius. Remember that the next time I bring home my report card. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Okay, we'll see how brilliant he thinks Vicky is now. So the family's kind of gathered in the living room while Ted's finishing up adjusting Vicky. It's like, hey, we'll see if he thinks that uh, Vicky's a child genius now. That's the last thing this family needs. Of course, Jamie's like, yeah, remember that when I bring home my next report card. Of course, wow, that guy's right on time. He's like, oh, I can't wait to get started with Vicky. Like, dude. Oh, please come in. Nice to see you. Of course it is. (laughs) Mr. Lawson. And how is my brilliant Vicky today? I'm an adorable little brain. <laughs> you certainly are, and you have one of my most endearing qualities a total lack of modesty. Mr. Corbett, this is our other child, Jamie. I'm not a child genius, but what I lack in brains, I make up in personality. <laughs> How unfortunate. <laughs> well, I'd like to get started. Uh, sit, Vicky. <clears throat> Again? Oh, uh, could we be alone, please? No! Uh, if you don't mind, Mr. Corbett, Vicky is very shy, and I think she'd be more comfortable if we were present. So would we. Yeah, I'm not As you wish. all with my kid. You might even learn something, for which I would charge extra, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, Jamie, uh, you can run along. Thanks! I wouldn't want to be accidentally overeducated. <laughs> so th- this guy is just, he's insulting to Joan and Ted. And then Jamie's like, what I make up for in a lack of uh, 
intelligence I or I make up for in a personality, and he's got this big grin on his face. The guy just looks at him like, yes, of course you are. It's like, this guy is such an asshole. It's like, oh, can you leave me alone with Vicky? I'm like, uh, the hell no, I won't leave you alone with my kid. You weird, disgusting man. And, and Ted and Joan are like, uh, we would rather be present here. And he's like, oh, good. Well, that way you might learn something. I can charge you extra. And Ted's like, yeah, I bet you will. This guy is just such a dick. I'm throw him out on his ass. Sorry, I don't like this guy. I think he's getting up there on my annoying scale. I mean, if I had to choose, like, between Mrs. Fernwald and this guy, Mrs. Fernwald would rate lower, and this guy would be at the top of the freaking scale when it comes to, you know, outsiders. Not the Brindle scale, but the outside people that aren't in the, you know, people that come to the house. So... This tutor guy sits down with Vicky on the couch and says, I'd like to review what you read yesterday. And then he kind of laughs it off like to Joan and Ted, like, <laughs> as if I even have to do this. So he asks who Christopher Columbus is. And she says that, well, she was a, she was an Atan explorer. Not sure what that is, but, uh. He's like, uh, don't you mean he? And she's like, he, she, you could never tell in those crazy outfits. And you see that Joan and Ted kind of exchange a little, like, okay, good, this is going well. I want to play this because this is just funny. First, I would like to review uh, what you read yesterday. <laughs> As if I have to. <laughs> uh, Vicki, who was Christopher Columbus? She was an Italian explorer. She, uh, don't you mean he... He, she, it's hard to tell in those crazy outfits. <laughs> Vicky, how many ships did Columbus have? 1,492. <laughs> oh, now, Vicky, he had three ships. No, he had three children with Queen Isabella, called Nina, Pinta, and Maria. <laughs> I don't understand this. Vicky... Why did Columbus set sail for America? To prove that Queen Isabella was flat. <laughs> oh, that's good. What's going on here? She is totally confused. Well, we tried to tell you yesterday, Mr. Corbett. Sad to say, but Vicky has a learning disability. What kind of learning disability? Well, she can absorb anything she reads, but she can only retain it for a short period of time. Oh, this is terrible. This is a tragedy. This was going to make me. <laughs> well, under the circumstances, I don't see how I could tutor her. Right. Well, we thought not. That's too bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> I could have made history with that child. I doubt it. What a loss to the world. What a loss to the world. <laughs> you know, Vicky is a most unusual case. And frankly, what you need is a tutor who is very special, unique, brilliant, a man at the top of his profession. <gasps> Wait a minute. I'm describing me. No, go away. This is a challenge, but I shall rise to it. No. I do not have a gigantic ego for nothing. Go away. See you next week, Vicky. Ew, get out of See here, you pervert. <laughs> History begins Monday.
Go away. So he asked another question. Vicky, how many ships did Columbus have? And she says 1,492. He's like, wait, what? No, he had three of them. And she's like, well, he had three children. He says, no, he had three children with Queen Isabella, Nina, Pinta, and Maria. (laughs) And the guy is just getting frustrated. It's like, oh, I can't believe this. Vicky, no. Why did Columbus sail to America? And she says to prove that Queen Isabella was flat. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, Joan and Ted say, you know, that's the problem with Vicky. She actually has a learning disability. She can retain something, but sadly, it's only for a short amount of time. So, they think, like, okay, good, this guy's out of here. He's like, oh, she could have been my greatest discovery. And then he's like, well, you need a teacher that's special. And then he's practically out the door, but then he comes back like, oh, I'm up to... I can rise up to this challenge and teach her. It's like, no, go away. I don't like this guy. He's a weirdo. He's almost as weird as that doctor. But that doctor is just a pervert on a higher level. They don't want that guy teaching her. They can say, we don't want you in our house. So they shut the door and Joan is just upset. She's like, oh, we keep getting deeper and deeper into this and... Ted's got a smirk on his face. He's got a plan. Interesting. I want to find out what it is. Oh, can't we just keep on getting in deeper and deeper? Wait a minute, I've got an idea. Oh boy, do I have an idea. Oh boy, do I have an idea. (laughs) (laughs) You created her, Ted. Yeah. Listen, Vicky, it's because of you were in this mess, so butt out and go to your cabinet. I'm butting out. <laughs> Honey, why didn't I think of this before? Now, when you were in college, what were you studying? Boys. <laughs> you were studying to be a teacher. Well, right, I was going... Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. I know what you're thinking, Ted, but, but I never did take my test for the teaching accreditation. Why not? Well, a little thing called our honeymoon got in the way. Are you telling me the... Oh, yeah. Really? And I gave you an A in Honeymoon 101. Okay, guys. I remember. Honey, you can be Vicky's tutor and our school problems are over. I'll call the Board of Education and find out when they're giving the accreditation test. Oh, Ted, I haven't studied in over 10 years. I don't remember any of that stuff. So you'll cram for it. We'll stall Corbett till then. Honey, this is our last chance. Please. <laughs> well, okay. So, the brilliant idea is that, I guess at one point, Joan was going to college to become a teacher, to get her teacher's accreditation. She skipped out on taking that final test because she and Ted got married right out of college, so she just basically dropped out. Oh, she said, our honeymoon got in the way. He's like, oh yeah, I remember I gave you an A in Honeymoon 101. Like, okay guys, okay. So basically, this is their last chance. It's like, Joan, you can be Vicky's tutor. I will call the college and get this set up for the teacher's accreditation. She's like, well, honey, I haven't, I don't remember any of this stuff. It's been like 10 years, which is right around the same age as what Jamie is. So yeah, my guess is he knocked her up with Jamie. They got married. She dropped out of college and hasn't thought about it since. 
So he's like, basically, honey, you are our last chance, all right? Just cram as hard as you can. We'll put off the Mr. What's-His-Fucking-Face, the, the, the annoying tutor guy, till you can get your teacher's accreditation and you can tutor Vicky. Because eventually on the show, Joan does become Jamie's teacher. Okay, now, Mom, if a rectangular field is 25 feet longer than it is wide... And the area is 3,750 square feet. What are the dimensions of the field? Uh, 50 by 70. 50 by 75. Are you sure? A child genius does not make mistakes. <laughs> What's the next question, Jamie? Mathematical postulates state that if equals are divided by equals, the results are what? Can you give me a hint? That's cheating. Hinting isn't cheating, it's hinting. <laughs> My teacher doesn't give hints. I'm your mother, give me a hint. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Mom's having trouble with her homework. Oh. Why don't we send her to bed without any dinner? <laughs> oh, Ted, there's so much to learn. Well, stay with it, honey. You know, you still got a few days before the test. And I will be making dinner tonight, so you don't have to interrupt your study. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Mom, can't you interrupt your studying just this once? I've tasted Dad's cooking. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. Go get washed up, huh? Okay. Come on, Vicky. I don't wash. You're also lucky you don't eat. <laughs> ah, get out of my kitchen. Move, 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 move. No, come on, honey. Keep studying. I don't want anything to bother you. You're stressing her out. Thank you. Seriously, go away. So what should I make for dinner? <laughs> Whatever you want. You got it. Yeah, she's gonna be able to study while you're trying to make dinner. Good grief. Do we have any spaghetti? Ugh. Next is sugar. And the sugar is? Next is spaghetti. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, here it is. The old spaghetti out. Get some out of the old box. What the hell is he doing? Look at this. I mean, it, it like it doesn't fit. We're gonna need like a longer pot here. Break it in half. Duh. Oh yeah. I mean, how dumb am I, huh? Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Sit, sit down, honey. I don't want anything interrupting you. I mean, I got it now. Let me set the oven for what? Three fifty, four hundred. You don't put it in the oven, you idiot. Hey, my husband knows how to make spaghetti. I don't know about Ted, but this is just... Yo, know, in the kitchen, Jamie's, you know, trying to help his mom study and everything. She's getting really stressed out, and Ted says, Honey, don't worry. I will take care of dinner. Jamie's like, Mom, are you sure you can't take a break from studying to make dinner? I mean, I've had Dad's dinner. It is not good. So Ted has Jamie take Vicky, and they go wash up and everything. 
And he's like, honey, I will take care of dinner. Where's the spaghetti? Oh, where's the sugar? Oh, okay. And he's just making a big damn racket. And then he's like, oh, here's the spaghetti. Oh, we need a bigger pot. And I'm like, dude, you break it in half. You put water in there. You break it in half. And poor Joan is just like, her hands are in her hair, about ready to pull out just trans hair. And she's getting irritated. Ted's just making a bunch of fucking noise, looking for pots and pans. He's like, here, I'll put this in the oven at 350. You don't put it in the oven. You put water in it. You put it on the stovetop. I thought he cooked before, right? Didn't he say he made dinner once? Oh, my God. He's so clueless. And poor, poor Joan is just like, ugh, I just want to study. And he's just not making it easy. Poor Joan. I mean, my heart goes out to her, man. All that stress, you got cramp. All that stuff that she forgot over the past 10 years into the course of, like, a weekend to be able to take this teacher's accreditation thing. If Joey Gladstone, Gladstone from Full House can be a substitute teacher, so can Joan Lawson from Small Wonder. So in the next scene, they drink water from one of those giant water jugs, you know, like in offices and stuff like that. And Ted comes in, he's dressed in a suit and tie and everything. And he's like, well, what is she doing? Jamie's like, well, she's changing out the, the water jug thing. And Ted says, I will do that. Vicky just dropped the water jug. It's got water in it. Of course it hits him right on the foot. He's like, oh, I thought it was empty at first. So Ted's like, hey, Jamie, where's your mom? And he's like, well, the exam, she's still taking the exam. And he's like, well, Ted's like, that was hours ago. What is she doing? And now there's the doorbell ringing. If it's that dang tutor guy, I'm going to scream. You're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. It's Mrs. Fernwall. That's great. Wonderful. Well, I take her over the dude, the, the tutor dude. Hello, Mr. Lawson. Mrs. Fernwald, what a nice surprise. Please come in. Hello, children. Hello, Mrs. Fernwald. Hello, Mrs. Fernwald. Well, I just thought I'd drop by and see how our little student is coming along with Mr. Corbett. Well, uh, actually, uh, she hasn't started with Mr. Corbett yet. Uh, uh, he's a very fine tutor, but we may have found someone we like even better. Oh, someone you know personally? <laughs> yes. I met her as a baby and when I was in the hospital. <laughs> I assume this person is properly accredited. I hope so. And... Uh, hello, everybody. Honey, look who dropped by. Oh. Don't you have anything to tell Mrs. Fernwald about Vicky's new tutor? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I'll be tutoring her myself, Mrs. Fernwald. supportive family. Well, I'll be going. But I will be back periodically to check up on Vicky's progress. Oh, every Goodbye. six Goodbye. months. Goodbye. Goodbye. Perfect family. <laughs> Yay! Oh, you did it! Oh. <laughs> Barely. I had to wait around and beg the examiner to grade my paper right away. They usually don't do that. Well, how'd you manage it? Well, let me put it this way. Uh, don't be surprised if he phones me for a date. <laughs> <laughs>
so yeah, John's not there. Miss Firmwald shows up, and they say it looks like we're actually going to be going with a different tutor. And Miss Firmwald's like, "Oh yeah, is it anyone you know?" Jamie's like, "Yeah, I met her in the hospital when I was a baby." Turns out Joan comes in and reveals that, yeah, I'm going to be tutoring Vicky myself. And Jamie and Ted are like, yes, yes, sweet. That's great. That's awesome. And it's just, it's a great moment. And Mrs. Firmwald doesn't have a problem. Like, okay, sure. Bye. And so Joan reveals that um, she had to wait around for the professor to grade the paper. They normally don't do that. And Ted's like, well, how did you manage that? And Joan's like, well, don't be surprised if you get a, uh, we get a phone call from this professor because uh, he asked me out on a date. Yeah, so she used her feminine wilds. She got graded. She passed. So, yeah, that's that's the episode. It was it was cute. I didn't like that guy, that tutor guy, but I like Mrs. Firmwall more than that. So, uh, yeah. I think I like this one a the only reason I would say that I like this a little more than the last one is because it was like sans brindle. So, um, yeah. If I had to go on a, let's see, for robot rating, I would go with... I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 because sans brindle. And um, Mrs. Firmwald kind of she's kind of growing on me. I didn't like that uh, that tutor guy. He was a jerk. He was a pompous jerk. Hated him. I like that this is now going to be included in the story with Joan tutoring Vicky. Eventually, Joan is going to become uh, Jamie's teacher. So she can better keep an eye on Vicky and everything like that, which is great. Also, as much as Ted annoyed me in the kitchen, but he was just being such a thoughtful husband. Like, honey, you study. I will take care of dinner. It was it was it was a cute episode. I thought it was funny when uh, Ted took those weights from Vicky and he like practically fell to the ground and <laughs> Joan was kind of patting his ass. Why I don't know. But <laughs> um, if I had to give a lesson learned from this episode, um, fake it till you make it. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe, like, even though you gave something up a while ago, it's never too late to try to go back and start over or, like, continue. Like, if, say, you took a class and it was years ago and you want to get back into it, but you think you're like, oh, I'm too old or, oh, I don't have time anymore or it's been too long. It's like, no, no, if you have an honest interest in something like that and just don't wait just do it so currently imdb is being a major butt right now so it's not letting me log on or it's not letting me it's i'm just not letting me so i have the dvd uh holder thing in front of me the next episode for October is season one episode 11 or no 12 i'm sorry guys <laughs> Because they don't list the episode numbers here. But season 1, episode 12, entitled Ted's New Boss. Following a house fire, the Brindles muscle their way into staying with the Lawsons. Oh my god!
This episode aired on uh, November 23rd, 1985, so it was right around Thanksgiving. I gotta watch the commentary. It's got um, Dick Christie, Marla Pennington, Rowan, Edie McClurg, and Jerry Superian. So I gotta watch that. It just, it looks like it. I'll watch it after the episode, after I cover the episode, of course. Because like I say, you know, I watch these, I've never seen most of these before or if I have it's been so long I've forgotten them but it's fun just to watch them and just commentate on them it's so fun I hope you guys get a kick out of it um like I said I'll be back next month with Ted's new boss I'm not gonna spoil that surprise because I kind of know who his new boss is gonna be Ugh. I hate the Brindles I hate them okay <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>